Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Boy, do we have a show today. And it is March 26, 2019. It's a Tuesday morning, and I am tackling a question that all day yesterday, I was not sure where or what to do with children who are addicted to tech. Part of the reason that I wouldn't know is that I never introduced it to my children. Um, the video games came out when my kids were young. And at the time, one of the blessings of being single, I was not that electronic. And my son had autism and my daughter had girlfriends and the girls weren't really into it as much. But as we grew, I started realizing that gaming was huge. But how to deal with, because this is what Eric wrote. I had a question. My neighbor has a teenage boy addicted to video games and hating school gets violent when the internet is turned off and parents don't know how to deal with him. Any suggestions? So my questions were, well, what do we do when we cannot get through to our children? How has tech become so important that our relationships are suffering on a one-on-one or family environment scenario? And you know what? I have to, I have to go back to this. It all starts really early on in a child's life. You know, we have the millennials, which we thought were like, oh, wow, we have a word for these different people. But what's happening is, Now we have the digitals, the ones who were born into a world that tech is part of who they are from birth until they are teenagers, until they are adults, and there's no end in sight. So how do we deal with this? So I had to, like, I I threw it at Christ because I honestly wasn't sure How to stop someone who's that addicted? Because when you have a teen in your home, they're still kind of young. But what kind of video games is the bigger question? Are they violent? Are they just competitive? Do they just keep them going? Because sometimes games replace a social life. There's, There's also good parts. It gives the kids something to do. In the beginning, parents give their kids tech to keep them busy or quiet when they need them to be. It teaches them limits, competition, hand-eye coordination. It's a sign of their time. Tech in itself is used for entertainment and a social life and education. So there's always tech involved. It's like when you're using your homework, you know, your computer for homework. 
and then you're using it to play, and then you're using it to text, and you're using it to listen to music, and it just goes on and on and on. It's like your arms. But now we have mixed messages because now there are some people who can't get off to the point where what Eric was saying can get aggressive, start hating school because now it's interfering with homework, doesn't really want to deal with people. The games are giving him an upsatisfaction or her an upsatisfaction. I can say is for any parents listening who have young children right now, start in the beginning. Limit tech in your home. Don't buy video games as they grow. No Christmas present video games, no birthday video games, because now you're, this is a mixed message. Play, we're going to limit it. But I honestly think that if from the beginning, you just don't introduce it. And there's another side of this, but preventative, to live and learn. We've learned now that kids can get really addicted to video games. We've learned now that some of them can be really violent and they're not getting that much better. If you already have video games in your home, in a normal setting where somebody isn't getting violent back or any of that, put limits of time. And this is for any addiction, right? You have to try to limit it and kind of give it a a direction and give it some kind of structure to build into your life. Because right now I know adults, even last night at dinner, we had four grown people and we were talking about no tech Sundays, no tech days. And, and, And they even included TV. And I said, you know, it's not fair to include TV in a tech day off because we had TV all our lives. You're watching something, but a whole family can watch it together. Or, you know, you're sitting not in front of a computer, hopefully, and watching TV. But that's a different kind of entertainment. So, you know, instead of all or nothing, we just integrate. You know, there's balance. There's, you know, life. And in most cases, in most cases, we don't cross the line over the top. But if we, if we practice prevention early on, if we have limits of time, like, okay, you can play after homework for one hour and they, after homework is done, because if they're going to play before homework, they're not going to get to the homework. So if you have a teenager who's already crossed all these barriers, we are getting to what to do for them and with them. It may be that you have an issue at home and there is a huge addiction like what Eric is asking because he's asking like wow this kid's getting aggressive he hates school his parents are not in control of the situation because of his level of anger and aggression as a result of the video game it can be covering up issues where maybe something else would make this person violent or have that anger Or maybe it's covering up depression. And so there's underlining issues that are being covered up. And it's that teenager's way of dealing with that stuff by playing the video games, which takes his time, takes his mind off of that, has a dopamine effect by clicking and playing and and navigating around in the game. 
And how do you deal with once you get to that, which is really the nuts and bolts of today's show. So before I went to Christ, I did some research and I was looking at when there is a lot of aggression, a lot of violence, there's some people who say it doesn't affect the kid. I'm like, I don't know. When I watch like crazy stuff, it does affect me and I'm not even playing a video game. How can it not have an effect? Input and output. Even if it just desensitizes you over time. But at the same time, it's the images. What kind of games are they playing? They're violent games and you have aggression. You have a pretty big problem on your hands. Because trying to get your kid away from a world that's bigger than you are to the child right now is tough. So when you say it's tough, it just sounds like a little word and a small conversation compared to what you are dealing with. So when someone says any suggestions, I want to make sure that the suggestions are something that the family can deal with without violence breaking out because that is truly my concern. When I hear things like they get violent when the internet is turned off, I would be scared to sleep at night because if that stopping that is going to cause harm to the family, now we're dealing with a whole different ball of wax. Most cases don't get that far. Kids do listen, but if the child is fighting back, and let's say there's other brothers and sisters involved, or let's say he's an only child, whatever the circumstances are, it's hard to do without intervention. That child actually needs to go to therapy. You have to introduce therapy to that child. They have to be able to balance in their minds, which is totally out of balance. It's like anything. If you eat too much chocolate cake, you're just going to get too much sugar and you're not going to eat other food with nutrition and you're going to face different issues. If you do anything, even even for me, you know, I'm, I, I work online and yet I get off because I realized I didn't have balance. And, and you know, you can get on and in a few minutes you can do a lot. But when it starts to replace life, we need to reintroduce life back to that person. You need to reintroduce life back to that person. It has not been, and and look at how far I got in research yesterday, it has not been declared an official psychological disorder. Computer game addiction. She'll be looking into declaring it an official psychological disorder. But what they're doing now is they are creating the profile for what that would mean. How many hours a day? How to deal with it? What the best prescription would be for a family? Because now we need to find a way to put limits and boundaries so that when somebody's over it, you can say, hey, wait a minute, we've crossed the line and this is what we found. But right now it's just parent against game, not even against their child. It's the parent versus the gaming. 
which is far more interesting to your child than anything else they are doing. Thing to deal with. Because you aren't even competing with another person you can talk to. You are competing with something that feeds your child on so many levels that you cannot hit every level to get them to stop. I don't even think you're qualified to do it. Some parents assume their kids will eventually get bored of the game and that gaming is just a phase. And it may be in the sense of timing because you can't be an adult and play games all day and still make money to live and do all. So it might be something that people say, wow, I used to game a lot and I used to play all the time and they start talking like that. But if you've got negative consequences in your life, like ignoring school or friends, then computer gaming is a problem. Rules that even consistently reinforced may keep getting broken because the reaction of the child will scare the parent and the parent will end up just having either to give up or try to deal with this on their own and there will be a lot of fighting. And if, the, if their child actually gets violent in the process, now we're looking at treatment approaches of game addiction. And they're saying that cognitive behavioral therapy can work. It's challenging. My gaming doesn't hurt anybody. Why are you bothering me? Well, it's hurting you if it's taking you away from school. And it's bringing out what's already in your personality, which means there's violence, there's anger, there may be depression, so there's underlining issues, and that's why they say therapy works, because once the therapist jumps in, they're going to find out that they're not just dealing with a gaming issue, but with that gaming issue, they will also be dealing with things like the violence, the anger, the unaddressed issues. They may not have friends. And they may not have friends because of the gaming. They probably didn't feel a need to make friends. Or they are gaming and playing with friends electronically, and they may be people they don't even know. Involve a whole world in itself. Some kids are really healthy about it. They get on it, they play, they get off, they go outside, they play, they come back, they go out, get a burger and come back and do stuff like that. But if you're just zeroed in and you can sit there all day long, there's a bigger problem than just the gaming. And it's hard. You cannot just take because there will be time limit violations. There will be, you know, planned reminders to stop playing software solutions where maybe you can program your your things not to work, and involvement of other activities, identifying and reducing enabling behaviors, avoiding environmental triggers, all of that through cognitive behavioral therapy is not going to work initially without help. It's just not going to work the same. I mean, just to be realistic about once you're dealing with violence, You know, it's scary because kids don't think things through to the consequences of their actions. 
So if they start throwing things around or threatening you or, you know, saying they don't even want to go to school, this example that, Eric, you're giving me, the parents don't know how to deal with him because they have probably already tried all of that. And they really do need outside help. There isn't a magic trick to this. It didn't happen overnight, and it's not going to be solved overnight. Addiction is addiction is addiction, whether it's gaming or alcohol or drugs or any other behavior that we may have that we don't know how to address. But therapy, where somebody starts talking to this person, believe it or not, the talking to someone, even though it'll be resisted in the beginning for a child, They know how to reach people, can learn to talk back, and maybe even begin to look at that as a relationship or a gateway relationship of how to have relationships with other people. Because this particular scenario of having such a a violent reaction, that's showing the family, and maybe, and I'm going to say this, It's a good thing that that child is addicted to gaming because now you can see what is underlining in that child through the gaming that that child has issues with violence and hating things and not getting their way. And that gaming addiction is just literally a symptom, emotional, interpersonal problem. It may look like the culprit, but underneath the culprit, this sounds like the parents are scared, and they should be in the sense that they're not sure what they're dealing with because it's not the video games that's the problem. For the most part, depending on the kinds of games as well, but for the most part, what's happening in, in their life in this life with this kid is that the problems are bigger than the games and those are what need to be addressed. Family should consider themselves in a weird way lucky that they got to see what actually exists in their son's life or their child's life that is already there and may have come out in a different scenario. Because let's say this child gets older and they're in college and they get a job and they go start working and things don't work out for them at work. Now what? What are they going to do? Are they going to kick and scream and become violent there too? When they don't get their way outside of their parents? Personality, the underlining personality is a huge issue. And that's true for any addiction. That's true for any personality because underneath that addiction is a person who cannot bear living life without that addiction. And tech is tricky, tricky, tricky because we all need tech to survive. If you're a kid and you go to school and you're in third grade, 
you sign out a computer from the school if you don't have one to do your homework on. You turn your homework in through the computer. And the ones that I've seen with younger children don't have bars. They can still get on the Internet. There's, like, not enough controls put into that computer. So, you know, while you're doing your homework, educational, you get a text, shows up on your computer. You get an email, shows up on your computer. I don't even know if kids really email is probably kind of slow for them, but they can get on YouTube. They can get on Snapchat. They can get on all of those apps and social media forums. So now you've got your social life. You've got entertainment. You've got education all on one text. So that one tech, when we say tech, it's so over-involved that there's so many mixed messages. When is it okay? When isn't it okay? When do we cross the line? All of that is is being looked at right now. And, and now they're starting to categorize what would be an addiction and what isn't. But when you try to stop it, and you find out that there may be depression, anxiety, poor social skills underneath it all. It's real-world problems. They can't even deal with you telling them they can't do something. And they react in a very negative way. That's a big sign to get your child help so that the underlining supporting personality of that soul is addressed, and then the other things will find their place in their lives. And actually, it happens even with alcohol addiction. They used to, and I don't know what treatment centers are like now, because in California anyway, I don't know about other places because I haven't seen it, but in California, there's treatment centers every other block, sober living homes. And they put them in, in, in every neighborhood because every area needs their sober living home to keep people on track through support, to give a sense of community in a person healing away from an addiction. Because an addictive personality is what we're dealing with, whatever the addiction is. Because we hand our kids tech, and then when it goes overboard, we cannot actually take it back unless we shut the whole thing down in the home. Do it right away is a little scary without knowing what to fill that time and space with. And that's where therapy comes in. And I definitely would recommend therapy because we're not dealing with the tech addiction at this point if we're getting reactions like that. And I hope, Eric, that that helps. And if you're close to the parents, also bringing that about, because there's something in the dynamics of the family where it actually sounds like the parents are scared of their child. And when you get to the point where your child hates school, and gets violent if you are saying this isn't okay anymore. The child is fearing 
the loss of that, and the child and the parents are fearing the child. So there's a lot of fear going on in that house, and they're not going to grow from that point if they don't address this. And the worst thing they can do is to wait it out and not address it and just let him turn 18 and send him off to school and hope he grows out of it because the underlining issues are what are not being addressed. So the therapist won't only treat the unhealth gaming, they will also treat depression, which may be feeding the addiction. Because it may be the only social life the person has in a weird way, not social that other people are involved, but a game is involved. Like that's where all the spare time goes. And now that has gobbled up spare time, school time, friend time, home time. It's kind of taken over. I've seen young kids play and I could, you know, somebody could walk across the room naked and nobody would even know you were there. They don't even look up. And that was, you know, nine, 10 year olds. And you hear them talking to the TV or to the game and you hear them, they're playing friends at other homes. It's a very fast moving, very quick reaction type atmosphere for that brain to deal with. And it's all encompassing while you are in it because you don't want to lose. It's interesting. So paying attention to the personality of your child, why don't limits work? Why doesn't, why doesn't a discussion help? How does the discussion become violent? How is the parent approaching it? By having someone else involved, the child may start to see that they have crossed a line from healthy to unhealthy. Teenage years are hard enough already. So to replace all the insecurity, all the fear, all the doubt, all the worry that they carry at school and at home, finding an outlet for that in some way stunts the growth of that child because now they don't have to deal with all of that. They can just put in day after day after day here before you know it, two years have gone by and they did not develop socially. So if you take it away, it's like, you know, starving somebody because now they're like, oh my God, I need my food. I need my my stuff that makes me happy because now I'm not happy and I, I already passed all this stuff at school and I'm behind with the social thing and everyone has friends and I don't have friends and all this stuff starts floating in and they want to run back to it because it is the safety net. If you try to take it away, they're going to scratch at you. They're not going to be very nice. Being realistic about what you're dealing with is truly the best way to deal with children addicted to tech. A lot of times we think, oh, no, not Johnny. He was so sweet. Or not Johnny. He's my kid. He's always listened to me. Why isn't he listening to me now? That's why. 
because there's a lot more going on. There's hormones going on in a teenager that they don't even know how to explain. There's feelings that they don't know what to do with, and it's scary. School, that can be a lot of pressure. But to have something come in and wipe all that away is a no-brainer. And then to try to take that safety blanket off is going to be hard if it is covering up other issues. And in this case, I would say 100% that if somebody's getting violent, if you're telling them that the Internet is turned off, you're doing too much too fast without giving limits, and you're causing a reaction of fear from that child that, well, what will they do now? Who will they be now? Time now. So this family needs to address the underlining issues and then reintroduce with limits and boundaries if they can. That would be the healthiest, most well-rounded, balanced way to do it because it is an addiction that you're dealing with. So it has to be treated with the underlining issues first. I hope that helps. I did my best with the tech, but get help, get support, and let your child see who they really are and who they're capable of being. Have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow on Relationship Wednesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.